0: Children and young people, you're dismissed. We want to. Uh, um, our Our Mila has chicken pox and. Eden looks like he's going in that direction, so uh, we want to pray for them. Okay, Father, we ask truly you come. This is your seed, and they have been set aside, my God, and dedicated unto you. And Lord, you promise that uh, no plague would come there. I doubt in our dwelling, my God, but also, Lord, you, your healing is ours. So, Lord, we just send a word of healing to, to Myla and to uh, Aidan. Lord, we thank you that uh, they will come out of it, my God, uh, unscathed, as it were, with no uh, ill effects in any way, and that your name, my God, will be glorified. And We thank you for this. In the holy and matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Blessed be his name. Again, turn to um, Hebrews chapter 12. Looking at verse 23, it says, To the general assembly and the church of the firstborn. Rotherham says, To the firstborn ones. The word firstborn in the Greek is plural. So it's not just talking about, what we think of uh, the Lord Jesus said, I'm the firstborn among many brethren, but that's just it. He's the firstborn. He's the first one. And there are many brethren and brethren cistern, whatever, are following after. So it's not just a singular thing. It's a, it's a body. It's a, a group of people set aside, men and women and children set aside to the Lord God Almighty, which are risen in heaven to God the judge of all and the spirit of just men made perfect. Lord willing, we're going to take and kind of look each, at each one of those phrases and through the, uh, the rest, uh, in verse 24 also. But today I'm going to look at the, uh, the general assembly. In Psalms 89, verse 6, it says, For who is in the, in the heavens can be c- compared to our Lord, or Jehovah. who among the sons of, of the mighty can be likened unto our Lord. Again, Jehovah. God is greatly to be feared. The word is to be held in awe in the assembly of the saints and to be in reverence to cause to tremble by those around him. One of the things I think has happened in the church, the, the modern church, is that we have lost, to a large extent, our reverence, our fear of the Lord. He's, it's been, you know, pushed and so forth, and mm-hmm. emphasized that he's a God of love. And they kind of make him a God of mushy love. You know, he's just uh, a big teddy bear. Well, every, every description we have him in, in the Word of God, and look in, in uh, Revelation uh, 5, he doesn't look like a teddy bear. He's a holy, awesome God. And what he says... He means and what his purpose he will fulfill. And this is the hard part, with you or without you. Well And well well, let me just go on from here. I don't want to get ahead of myself too much anyway. but we we need to keep our reverence holding him in awe, but also knowing that he's not only a God of love, but he's a God of righteousness, and he abhors evil. He abhors sin. He abhors sin in our lives. Because sometimes we get so... Uh, warm and fuzzy about him, and we feel so special about him, or that he th- thinks we're so special that that he winks at our sin. no way. There's still that the soul that sins will die. Not only, but what he's saying there in the major portion is the fact that if you continue practicing sin you will separate yourself from him you'll separate yourself from him because he cannot draw iniquity to his bosom thank you since I'm going to spend most of my time down here I might as well have it (laughs) thank you Jeff um and we, you know, we get all this warm and fuzzy God and forget the fact that he can, you, we cannot be drawn to him in a relationship with him. We can start there in our sins, and he draws us to, our, to him, but he does not in any way want us to stay there. Can you understand that? He's a holy God and those that much ap- must, uh, will approach him must be holy and righteous. He's not kidding when he says, I won't draw iniquity to my bosom. If you're holding things within your life in greater esteem because you don't want to give them up because you have a right to feel that way, you're separating yourself from God. You don't hear that everywhere. But it's the truth. Whether it be a habit or an emotion or whatever the case may be, something that you think God winks at because you're special. We all, th- let's just face it, we all think we're special. Don't everybody jump and shout all at once. We all think we're special and that we are a special case and that. God loves us and He makes allowance for our favorite sins. Show me in the Word of God. You might find it in some um, commentary or so forth, but you won't find it in the Word of God. Your sins have separated you from your God. What part of that don't you understand? Help us, Lord God. Psalm 111, verse 1. Praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright, the straightforward, the just, the fitting, proper and righteous, and in the congregation. When we gather together, we are the assembly of the upright. We're to be the assembly of the upright. I know God is gracious and loving, but we can't keep making excuses for ourselves because those excuses are separating us from the one we desire to get near to. We say we love the Lord and uh, give lip service to worship but how much do we really want to draw near Him? How much are we willing to let the Holy Spirit convict us of things within our lives that are not pleasing to Him? Well, I want Him to show me things that are not pleasing to me. Because frankly, I want Him more than I want whatever is not pleasing to him. Amen, Amen, anybody? Hallelujah. His purpose is to draw us to himself. And we have to make the decision whether we, and I know I'm sounding like a broken record, whether we are going to allow him to draw us to himself and drop off the things that aren't pleasing to him or still keep him a God afar off. Again, in the Old Testament, he was a God that was not nigh them. The prophets and the, uh, and the men of God, the Holy Spirit would come upon them and they would prophesy or they would have strategy for the strategy uh, for the army and the battle and so forth, but there was no abiding presence in the Old Testament. Because the Lord Jesus said in John 14, he says, the Holy Spirit that's been with you will now be in you. Difference of a New Testament and Old Testament. Because the Old Testament... Was a circumcision of the flesh, where the New Testament is a circumcision of the heart. Because your flesh was circumcised, didn't it not mean that your f- heart was circumcised? There was a separation. That was separated us from our God and King. Blessed be His name. His purpose is to have a people that are like Him, the firstborn among. Many brethren. Hebrews tells us that he who sanctifies and those that are being sanctified are all one. The word means they're all from the same womb. Didn't know that, did you? He says we come from the same origin, we come from God and go to God. By the way, none of this is in my notes. (laughs) Blessed be his holy name.
1: That he would...
0: It's just awesome to me. It's beyond reason to me that with all of our being kind, saying all of our bumps and warts, he draws us to himself. Understand what I'm saying? All the frailties, all the things that aren't meeting his standards. But the thing is, he enables us to become as he is. That's his plan for us. The only thing that's going to stop that plan is the one that you look on in the mirror at every morning. Well... It's your, your self will. It's your unwillingness to yield to Him that keeps God at a distance. Well, bless the Lord. His desire for us is we be an assembly of the upright. Psalm 103. Psalm 103, starting at verse 1. Bless the Lord, bless Jehovah. And I emphasize this term, or the, his name, his, this, um, this facet of who he is. Every name that God goes by throughout the Old Testament or New Testament is not a separate God. It's just a facet of who he is. Jehovah is the everlasting one, or he's the eternal one. The one who was and is and is to come. Revelation 1 tells us that. That's who Jehovah is. He's the covenant-keeping God. So whenever you see Lord in the, uh, in your Bible, or at least in the King James, where it's a large L and then capital O-R-D, that is Jehovah. Okay? So... He's speaking from the covenant-keeping vantage point, perspective. Understand? So what he's saying is, whenever I'm speaking as Lord, this is what my covenant's about. Hallelujah. Because I'm speaking from the covenantal God's perspective. Thank you, Lord God. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that's within me, bless his holy name are we doing that are we blessing the Lord with all of our soul, mind, will and emotion are, are we keeping some things in reserve for ourselves Lord help us reveal my God to us Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Let me give you some homework for this week. I want you to go home and list the benefits God has given you. Think about it for a while. And when your hand gets tired, use the other hand. Right now, I can only being very right-handed, I can only write with my left hand, and it looks like, whenever I print anything, it looks like a three-year-old drawing with a crayon. (laughs) I had to (laughs) sign a check the other day, or uh, sign for something, and I look at that and I said, Micah can do better than that. (laughs) It was pitiful. But his purpose... You need to write down and be and make yourself a list of the things that He has done for you. When you get down to the bottom of a page, if you're not weeping before Him, then there's something wrong. Can you understand what I'm saying? Forget not all His benefits. Help us, Lord, who forgiveth all thine iniquity, iniquities, the word is perversities, guilt and depravity. See, so we, we, In this particular psalm, there's several definitions of sin. We don't like to think that the sin within our life is depraved. Oh, we're not like that. Well, before you knew the Lord, before he came into your life, the depravity was there. It just may not have had an opportunity to express itself. This, I didn't like that. But amen. Before we... Before Christ, our soul was desperately wicked. Capable of everything sinful. Capable of it. Well, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. But you were, the nature within you was, the old nature was capable of doing it. I didn't kill anybody. Well, the opportunity didn't arise. And you could have done a a, a uh, character assassination, which is just as bad as murder. Destroying somebody's character and influence. <coughs> and we do that by gossip. So f- before we get too high on our righteous horrors, we better take stock of what we were before and who he's made us now. And don't kid yourself that oh, I never did things like that. But you were capable of it. The sin nature within you was fully capable to be unleashed and do those things that we now abhor. Perversity, guilt and depravity. Forgive me of all my iniquities who healeth all of thy diseases. The word diseases there is sickness, which is physical, and grievance, which is emotional. Think about that. He heals all of our diseases, whether they be physical or emotional. We're ready for him to readily accept his physical healing, but are we willing to allow him to reach down to the very depths of our being and deal with those grievances, those malignities that we have suffered and we have never released them to the Lord? All your sicknesses, all your diseases, all your grievances. Blessed be his name. Amen. Who redeemed thy, thy life from destruction, Amen. from corruption, from the pit, Amen. from the grave. Amen. Thank you, Lord God, Amen. who chronicled thee with loving kindness and tender mercies bless you, Jesus. With all these things that are above, he says, I crowned you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfied thy mouth with, with that uh, or age with good things. Martin says the, the good things. Those things Every good thing, every holy thing comes down from our, the Father of our love. Everything that comes to us that's good and uh, great in our lives has its origin from the Lord. For he is good. And by the way, he can't be anything else but good, that's his nature. Yes, he can have wrath. But even in wrath, he remembers mercy. Don't ever tell, ask the Lord, Lord, give me what I deserve. You do not want what you deserve. We want his mercies. I deserve that. Don't even go there. The Lord executed righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed, he intercedes for them. He comes in and is their advocate. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the sons of Israel. What is he making known to you? Because the sons of Israel wanted him to remain of God the far and far off. They could just see what he did. Moses saw who he was. Major difference. He knew his ways, he knew the way the Lord did things. Holy God, we bless you. verse 8. The Lord is merciful or compassionate and gracious. Slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Thank you Lord. I'm glad he is slow to anger. These are all things for the assembly of the general assembly. All things that he practices all things that define what he means by that. He will not always chide or debate or contend, uh, hold in uh, controversy. Bless our hearts. Some of us love to debate, love to uh, make our points, none of you are like that here, but we will defend our point of view to the full extent of, of the, uh, the volume of our voice, even when we know we're wrong. Amen, Brother Chuck. How many times have... Don't show your hand, please. But how many times have you defended yourself for doing something when deep down you knew you were wrong? I'd raise both hands, but this one's strapped down. We always want to present ourselves as this glowing person, and God knows who we really are, who we started off to be but he also knows how he's changed us. Thank you, Lord God. He's changed us and is changing us. It is a process. He had not dealt with us after our sin or our our guilt for sin. Can anybody say, thank you, Lord? Bless your name, O God. I'm glad you did not deal with us according to what we had done as sin. You've been merciful, full of compassion. You did not give us... Blessed be his name. You know that how, how far that east and west never meet. See, God doesn't just throw words down on a page. Everything he says has meaning and purpose. The sins that we have committed, once we ask for forgiveness and the removal of those sins Buries them in a sea of his forgetfulness and moves and separates them as far as the east is from the west. Now, again, I've said this so many times, but the God who, the omniscient God who knows everything, chooses to forget our sins. I'm glad of that. for all the benefits we can list, we could probably list quite a few not-so-good things that we've done. But thankfully, his benefits will outweigh those things. Thank you, Lord God, because that's who he is. Like a father that pitieth, the word means to love deeply, to have mercy, have compassion. As a father pitieth his children, and no, we're not getting there as sons. How many of us have children have know what it means that you have you love them, you may not <coughs> excuse me, you may not love the things they're doing, but you love them. Our Heavenly Father is the role model for parenthood, if you will. He loves us beyond the fact of who we are, beyond our rebellion. And that's one of the things he against strongest was rebellion because that's what started in the Garden of Eden it was rebellion it wasn't a mistake it wasn't they may have been deceived but the reality is that they rebelled they went against the divine authority they rebelled against God that's where it started God hates rebellion. Too many times the children of Israel were chastened and punished and so forth and lost their uh, battles and so forth because they were in rebellion against God. Worshipping other gods. that I have so far. Well, you know, we don't, none of us worship or bow down to uh, a Buddha or whoever. We, you know, we know better than to do that. But there are there emotional idols in our lives? We don't have any physical, but are there things in our lives that we hold in greater esteem than the Lord God Almighty. Don't be too quick to say, nah. Holy Spirit, come and convict. Blessed be his holy name. Let's continue. And fear, uh, so the Lord pitieth them and fear them, for He knoweth our frames. He knows our formation. He knows where we are strong. He knows where we are weak. He knows us better than we know us. How many times have, well, maybe you haven't done that. I'll just use myself. There have been times when. There's things that came out of my mouth that I didn't even know were there. Or actions I didn't even know were there. Well, he knows our formation. And he remembers that we are dust. Hmm. We think we're such big deals. And he says that forms you out of the dust. Well. As a flower of the field, it is so is, uh, he flourisheth. For the wind passes over it, and, is, uh, and he's gone, and the place thereof is, uh, shall be known no more. But the mercy of the Lord, the loving kindness of the Lord, is everlasting, is from everlasting to everlasting to them that fear or reverence him. Do you want the loving kindness of the Lord working in your life from from everlasting to everlasting? Then obey what he says. See, what he's purposed for us, what he's said unto us, is for our good all ways. How many as parents have we ever purposefully led our children astray to do things that we knew was going to hurt them? If you, being natural, know how to do good things to your children... How much more your heavenly Father. Well, thank you, Lord. Blessed be his name. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting till everlasting to them that reverence him. And his righteousness, oh, I love this, is unto sons, sons children's children one of the things I learned in my mom and dad's house was how to walk in the ways of the Lord can you understand what I'm saying that's why it's so important for us fathers and mothers that we walk upright before our children because we're setting the pattern for their lives. Lord, forgive us if we're doing things that will mislead them, that will hurt them in the long run. Lord, help us and his righteousness unto children's children. You may say, well, I wasn't raised in a godly home. Well, you have the privilege of starting a godly home. Well, just because you weren't raised in one doesn't mean that you can't create one. Well, well, Has to start somewhere. Has to start with one generation. Then the Lord will help it go from generation to generation. I thank the Lord for the groundwork my mom and dad laid in my life and the example they were so I could. Lydell and I could lay that same sort of groundwork in our children's lives and now see them being imparted to our grandchildren. Please hear how I'm saying this. It's not because of who we are, but because of who he is. He is is righteous and he's gracious and he will enable you to walk in his righteousness blessed be his name yeah I know and and the children have to make up their own mind I understand that brothers unfortunately didn't walk in the ways of the Lord. And he died of his fourth heart attack at 39. And his children, for the most part, are not walking in the ways of the Lord. So don't tell me doesn't happen. My oldest brother and his wife walk in the ways of the Lord. Most of their families in one way or another are walking in the ways of the Lord. They're not out in major sin and so forth. They're walking in what they know. How will they know unless you set the example? Thank you, Lord. I've got to settle here. To such as keep... Righteousness unto children's children. To such as keep his covenant. And those that remember... His commandments, His precept, to not just teach them, but do them. Don't just tell them what is right, show them what is right. The Lord hath prepared His throne in the heavens, and His kingdom ruleth over all. Thank you, Lord God. John 15:10 says, "If you keep my commandments, you will uh, abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love." Daniel 7:27 says, "And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to this people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom." and all dominions shall serve and obey him. See, what we're doing here now is just not in this time frame. It does not affect just what this small portion of of eternity that is before us right now. What we are doing and and how we are serving him has great bearing upon how we will love and serve him throughout eternity well blessed be his name we'll get into a little more of that as the uh, weeks go on here Uh, Acts 20 verse 28 says this therefore take heed to yourself and all the the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. this is something I great um, pause great responsibility to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood See, I don't take for granted the precious lives that he's put under my charge can you understand what I'm saying I'm held accountable for what I say, for what I do, and how I impart to you. Because you're his, not mine. Blessed be his name. Bless the Lord, ye angels or messengers that excel in strength, that do his commandments. There it is again. Do his commandments. Maybe there's a pattern here. Hearken another the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye ho- his host, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. That's what the General Assembly is about those who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord all his works in all the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Let me just read another portion here. Land. Ephesians 1, starting at verse 19. what is the exceeding greatness of his power or dunamis is uh, miracle working ability and power to us who believe according to the workings, the energy uh, energeo the working of his strength and might through us see if we're walking under his dominion his Dunamis power—that gives us the, the energy. If I can say it this way, to do His will. Does that make sense? Because we like the, you know, the exercise of His dunamis—you know, laying hands on people and seeing uh, deliverance and miracles and so forth. But that comes from the energy of walking and. His presence, His enablement, the miracles that are done are never done by the person praying for them. They're done by the Holy Spirit, by the power of God, the energy of God. Blessed be His name. Verse 20. Which He wrought in Christ... When he raised him from among the dead and set him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers or authorities, like you see, is that that executive authority and might, again, dunamis and dominions. It's the word claritos, which is power or having authority in a a kingly fashion, having authority over something, power over something, and every name that is named, not only in this world, in this uh, age, but of that which is to come, and that put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness or the filling up, uh, the completeness of, of him that filleth all in all. We have his power and authority in direct proportion to how we allow him to fill us. Are you getting the picture that we have a lot to do with God does what God <coughs> does through us by how much we keep his commandment and how much we allow him to work in and through us? My dad always said that the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He won't force himself on anybody. And he won't work through anybody unless they open the door for it. Well. Well, Let me read a a portion of chapter 2 and and we'll quit. Starting at verse 4. But again, he said that we're seated with him in heavenly places. That means we're above, our positioning is above all the things in the earth, spiritually. So whatever is going on in the earth, we can gather together with two or three and take authority over it. But we don't think that's you are seated not going to be seated but you are seated in heavenly places he's placed you there verse 4 but God oh Lord Jesus there's a whole sermon on that but God how many times have things happened in your life but God but God came on the scene and changed absolutely everything thank you Lord But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherein he loved us even when we were dead in sins and trespasses hath quickened us together with Christ by grace are ye saved. I love that word quicken. It means to make alive. It means to It's a compound word, but it means means together or with and uh, to cause, uh, to to live by spiritual power, to arouse. Metaphorically, and you've heard me say this many times before, it means to the uh, the germination of a seed. Peter tells us, We are born of incorruptible seed. The Holy Spirit is the one who germinates that seed. And if we're, in our salvation, if we're, in fact, placed within us, just as the Holy Spirit moved upon Mary and put a heavenly seed in her, if you can understand this, we have been impregnated with a heavenly seed, an incorruptible seed that can only produce after its own kind. The law of God. So don't tell me that you can't get victory over XYZ. The truth is, you don't want victory over XYZ because the incorruptible seed is greater than whatever XYZ is. Well, I'm glad I'll get the car running. <laughs> he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, that we might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Too often we've tried to, and it's common that people try to clean themselves up before they come to God. Well, that's like right, trying to wash your hands without soap. Well, anybody ever done that? I, I rinsed it and so forth, and uh, delude ourselves that we took care of the germs. Don't go pointing fingers well <laughs> we do the same thing spiritually we we read a few verses and say, okay lord you've, you've I've, I've come near you and not allowed him to deal with it, whatever it is. Because the Holy Spirit will convict. We have a choice to either adhere to his conviction or to ignore it and put it off to tomorrow. Oh, that's a good thing, Lord. I'll do that tomorrow. And then the next day, it's, an, oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. But tomorrow never really comes because our purpose is we want to keep that because we're perfectly happy with being that way in our lives. That's the way somebody made me. That's the way you allowed somebody and allowed whatever was done to fester within your life and make you how you are right now instead of dealing with it. think I'll just land here. Um, I will. Verse 10. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God beforehand ordained that we should walk in them. Did you hear what he just said? He already has a preordained order of things that he desires us to work in and through him he's already got the plan worked out now the question is will you adhere to the plan will you submit to the plan how many know that his plans are better than your plans anybody anybody ever found that out So why don't we adhere to his plans? Because we are his workmanship. He has created us. He knows the purpose he has for us. So he's created us and enabled us to do exactly what he purposed for us through the Holy Spirit. So his purpose for us is to release us from all the things that would hold us back from fulfilling his will. Because he has an inheritance for us. Higher and more greater than we ever could imagine. And our inheritance is his, him. purpose for us is that we will obey him. Allow him to work in and through us to create within us who he purposed us to be. Every one of us that has breath in our lungs has a purpose from God. Let's stand, please. Father, we ask truly you'd come and seal this word to our hearts. Lord, we ask truly that you would convict and convince and draw us to you, my God. Lord, you are merciful, long-suffering. And Lord, we ask truly that you'd come, Holy Spirit, as only you can, in your gentleness and in your uh, purposing Show us, my God, the way of the Lord more perfectly. Our hearts, my God, be drawn to you and your purpose be fulfilled in our lives. We submit, my God, to you this day. Come, O Holy One. Have your way, your purpose in our lives. And we thank you for this, my God, in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen.
1: sorry guys I I know you probably want to go but before announcements there was a thing that was just burning a hole in me that I had to share and I was going to take the opportunity after announcements but it flew by me and I missed it and if I don't do this it's going to consume me (laughs) so I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 10 starting at verse 11 it starts out it says and every priest stands daily at his service offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. Put that in context here, contextualize it. The priest runs on his hamster wheel, constantly working but never doing anything because the people that leave him, they come right back again to give forgiveness for the same sins. And they're never gone. Those sins never go away. Verse 12. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins. Whose sins? Our sins. My sins. Your sins. Where did he offer that sacrifice? Here. He offered that sacrifice to God right here, sin offering. He was our sin offering. But when Christ had offered for all time, past, present, future, all time, he sat down at the right hand of God signifying the work is done the work is done that's what that signified waiting for the time until his enemy should be made his footstool 14 hear this for by a single offering one offering not repeatedly offering one single offering He has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. He has perfected for all time, past, present, future, those who are being sanctified. You are positionally perfected in the eyes of God because of your faith in Jesus Christ. Justification through faith. You are accepted. You are a delight to God. He is pleased with you because of your faith. You are perfected sanctification, progressive sanctification, pastor talks about it being made into the image and likeness of God you are perfected as you are being made into the perfection that you are so so in those those times, in those times as pastor said, you don't come to God after you clean yourself up, you come to God to get clean And you can come because he accepts you. He accepts you. He loves you. I don't know if someone needed to hear that. But you don't have to do the work because the work's already done. So rest. Come to me, all who are weary, and you'll find rest. Rest in the Lord. The work is done. The Father is satisfied and pleased with you.
0: Lord bless you. See you Wednesday night.